Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Lola Feminine Care. Listeners can visit TryMyLola.com slash LazerTime for 50% off your first two-box order. That's 18 all-natural 100% cotton tampons delivered to your door just by heading to TryMyLola.com slash LazerTime. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons where we have throbbing biological urges. I'm Bob Mackey, a concerned prude with a lot of time on his hands. Uh, who else is here with me? I wrote all these down by the way. Uh, Chris Antista, I don't have a funny name, Jesus. Uh, Henry Gilbert, oh. living off Uncle Sucker. That's, That's right. what I was supposed to be! Uh, I wrote it down and, the other day. Uh, in uh. case you just downloaded this randomly, this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Today's episode is Bart's Friend Falls in Love, which aired on May 7th, 1992. My 10th birthday, everybody! Whoa. Happy birthday, wow. me. And Chris is going to tell us what happened on this mythical day in history, aside from my 10th birthday, which is pretty great. <gasps> oh, my God. Going to have to modify this. Bob Mackey is 10, wow. uh, as well as uh, Ross Perot obtains double the amount of signatures needed to get on the presidential ballot. David Ooh. Bowie marries him on, and Donald Trump reveals some bold aspirations. He claims he would like to host a CBS variety show <laughs> in the Ed Sullivan Sunday slot. Wow, what a dreamer. <laughs> He'll never <laughs> preach that level of popularity. Oh, God, that's so, it's so funny that, like, he Ross Perot is the crazy one then, and then he's <laughs> 24 years earlier, he's got the... And Donald Trump that. aspired to be Tom Snyder? Am yeah. I am I hearing yeah. this right? Or yeah. like Greg Kinnear? It's a much better job for him, though. Yeah, I agree. I yes, he's Somebody an, give him an offer now! He'd be an entertaining idiot there, but yeah. it's funny that Ross Perot is like the... Le- the- only time in our lifetimes a third party, third party candidate, candidate has been at those debates. It was also the only time eleven year old children that I everyone had a had a fucking presidential candidate impression. Exactly. Yes. Everybody Amanda was doing Bynes, Dana, I Dana Carvey's mm. Ross Perot. Can't finish. Can't finish. When you were quiet there for twenty minutes, that was pure class. Dana mm-hmm. Carvey had to do double duty playing George Bush and Ross Perot in the same live sketch. Where I guess part of it was probably video, part of it was him playing. No, one it's character. so sad. It's oh. David Spade in the, in the long shots. He's dressed <laughs> up like Dana Carvey as Ross Perot. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's and why cut Perot. To tape. That's why Perot says, "Who's going to do live from New York?" Well, I'll throw it to the guy who's not. On uh, tape delay, why do you say it? Uh, and yeah, the the Perot is a magical, crazy person, crazy rich person, like a Ron Paul type yeah. uh, figure, but, but he, surprisingly but he came, rational in the yeah. face of every third party candidate we've met since. But he also came from a time where he was like, "Hey, I'm rich. You want to be the Republican candidate?" But that year, they're like. No, we're going with the guy in office. You can't, you can't run mm-hmm. against the incumbent president for the party nomination. Oh, I and can't, so, can I? And <laughs> so then he just leached away votes from Bush and gave Throw his president your vote Clinton. Away. Throw your vote away. <laughs> yeah, and, but he was—he's still around. Well, meanwhile, now Gary Johnson can't get on <laughs> any on any stage. Oh, poor Gary. Poor Gary. Johnson. So this episode opens with the Raiders Dude. of the Lost Ark parody using the official music and everything. Yes, too. and it was the first one of the first real long movie parodies that I actually got having not seen a lot of Hitchcock or Citizen Kane yeah, yeah. at this point I, I, I like that Homer plays the boulder and the and the like uh, tribesman at I, the I, end. I, could, I can't get a clip of it but the tribesman I still think it, it's one of the funniest drawings of Homer him holding yeah, the rake oh, oh. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but he had been speaking English to that point, so it wasn't like he was just so angry he was speaking gibberish. I love the, the image of Homer in his underwear ranting in the driveway as a bus full of children drives the, away. The garage gag is great. The yeah. boulder gag his is great. Gut crashing through the garage it's door. So is funny. Great. This is uh, Jim Reardon, who I like Jim uh, Reardon, as a director. Yeah. yeah, beautiful job that Reardon did in the opening. It is a very critic opening, though, mm-hmm. yeah. in that they're just like, we got to kill time. Okay, a minute long recreation of a film. But, and, but you know, it, you can see the level of detail and difficulty in yeah. producing this scene in a hand drawn era. Was and, it? Uh, and that they got John Williams' Raiders yeah. March. It is yeah. the real music. They got permission. Uh, what yeah. episode was it that opened with the uh, the Roadrunner parody? Is that the Dog of Death, I think? Uh, no, that's uh, it's, um, Rancher Relax. Okay, it has nothing to do with anything that follows. I was just wondering. Nope. Like, It's very similar to this and that. It's like, Sorry, oh, that something? was the first one I got. And okay. I, and so, like, yeah. when I thought of like things I. I think I love The Simpsons even more than I thought I already loved them because of these gags that I don't... I, I wasn't getting it as an 11-year-old. So they joke about this on the commentary that mm-hmm. Matt Groening, around when this aired, mm-hmm. Matt Groening was at a fancy Hollywood party and Steven Spielberg was there. And he thanked him. He was like, hey, thanks for letting us use the Raiders music in our thing. And he's like, oh, well, thank you. Uh, Steven Spielberg replies, thank you for not letting us use The Simpsons music on Tiny Toons. <laughs> When I heard that on yeah. the commentary, I remember what bit what sorry, what bit that uh, was from Tiny Toons. Babs like transforms into all the Simpsons like one at a time and like yeah. those lines as all of them. And uh, I forget but, what episode that but was. I but uh, and Matt Groening's defense was like, well that was Fox saying no, it wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have the power Graining for all his riches doesn't have the power that Spielberg has yeah. of allowing the Raiders. Oh, if you want, to, I've had to write about Spielberg's power too much. If you care to learn more about Spielberg's power and Roger Rabbit, have I got an article on you uh-huh, for LazyTimePodcast.com. Thank we, you, baby. We'll miss Spielberg when he's gone. It's, like, we it's crazy. We won't realize. We're just used to like, yeah, Spielberg. He does everything. He puts. He still makes good movies. He's a force of good to make good things happen. I can't wait until he has another. He seems to need to make a movie every year, which yeah. is unnecessary. But I then agree. occasionally he's just like, yeah, I want to make Munich. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, really? I love Munich yeah. so much. I want to make Empire of the Sun. What the fuck? This is so good. <laughs> and that was seen as like a flop for him in yeah. Empire of the Sun. This is also a very Lucky Red Hat episode. Ah. I think this is <laughs> the most we've seen of Bart's Lucky Red yeah. Hat ever. That would only really come back when my boy is a box. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, just for that wonderful joke. So we are now introduced to the oversized novel- novelty billiard ball, yeah. which is like the non uh, the non union Mexican equivalent of the eight ball. I didn't get that. I, didn't I get didn't it was either. to not say it's same with like throwing disc when they jokingly I did not said throwing get, I did disc not instead get of frisbee. I got it this time only. Wow. Like, this is them consulting the eight ball. And then compared to the last episode, this episode is all about one thing from like almost the very start. Hey, I got a good one. Will Millhouse and I be friends till we're toothless old men with hair coming out of our ears? Don't count on it. Will Millhouse and I be friends when we're high school dropouts living off Uncle Sucker? Uncle Sucker. It looks doubtful. Will Millhouse and I be friends at the end of the day? <gasps> what could come between two bestest buddies like us? Again, what, a like, girl. Did you hear the title of the episode, people? Yes, exactly. And in listening to the audio without the visuals, you can hear the the, the swishing of the yeah. eight ball. It's very good. I, I'm sure it's just a real eight ball they're shaking up against the microphone. There's a scene later. I'll point out the foley unnecessary level of fo- foley work that you will hear now as mm. I isolated the clip. I, I believe would... it's uh, Travis Powers who does the foley for yeah. the Simpsons. Awesome. Like, I call also, him out a lot. I think this title is a it is a lazy title of an episode mm. that they're just like Bart's friend falls in love. Like no wordplay, yeah. no pa- no that's, pun. Again, that's the only. That's the only thing consistent about all 27 seasons of The Simpsons. The titles are all lazy. Uh, uh, some they, get a, they try, try a little cute. too hard at, at some point. No, they're, they're so bad. Like, but it's weird. It's like it's Bart's friend falls in love, not Milhouse falls yeah. in love, or Milhouse's affair. Because it's probably so, a parody of something that it we've never be. heard of. Like, I married Marge was I married whatever. Yeah, uh, so when we're introduced to Samantha Stanky. There we yes. are. More Vietnam. Samantha, I've always been <laughs> suspicious of transfer students. Uh, other principals try to unload problem cases that way. Lord knows I do. I'm a good student, Principal Skinner. Yeah, sure. And they told me I'd get a big parade when I got back from Nam. Instead, they spat on me. <laughs> I can still feel it searing. I, as a kid, I didn't realize, like, oh, it was not good to be in Vietnam. Like, 
Yeah. I feel like they would get more creative with Skinner's Vietnam. Like here it's yeah. just played straight, but later it'll be like I I couldn't get the spices right. And well, like yeah. him yelling at his as his <laughs> platoon for reading Mad Magazine, things like that. But here it's just like very serious. Like the idea of a cartoon character having been through Vietnam is the joke. <laughs> but well, but they are doing the the it's it's like the escalation of Homer's stupidity. Yeah. Not only has he like you know, they've like I was in Nam, I dr- drove an all-terrain vehicle into Nang, and this one he's like I was in a tiger cage for eighteen, 18 months. months. Like, yeah. whoa! You were you were you're a p. You're not just a non vet. You're a POW. He's like a McCain figure almost. Yeah, and yeah. that's and then it really gets to its apex where he finds his old helmet and like still fits. Yeah. Like, I, I I love how it it goes right from that to Skinner introducing Samantha in the class oh, yeah. and going from like this 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 pitiable Vietnam vet to just this oblivious dickhead. <clears throat> Attention class, I have a new student for you. Great, another student. Just keep packing him in, Seymour. <laughs> we should discuss this later, Edna. No, it's never easy to come <laughs> to a new school, so let's make her feel right at home. Please say a big elementary school hello to Samantha Stinky. <laughs> Stinky. Oh, right. How embarrassing for you. <laughs> well, goodbye. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's so on the nose. And uh, Samantha Stanky is played by Kimmy Robertson, just a character actor. Yeah, I thought it was just a, a Tress McNeil or somebody from the regular voice cast for a long time. Uh, she was on Twin Peaks. She's on. A, she's on a lot of like just random bit parts and I stuff like that. I believe Henry said she was on Honey I Shrunk the Kids. She's in Honey I Shrunk the Kids as a character yeah. Gloria. Okay, I, and uh, she's also in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. So. I believe uh, Kogan or Walidarski says they were going to stunt cast her like we saw like Winona Ryder and Meryl Streep playing kids, but I, I believe they just ran out of time. This is mm-hmm. a late season episode, and running out of time is a big thing with these late season episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. she does a good job. Oh yeah, like she's great. Episode. And funnily enough. Like, like Winona Ryder would later play be, love interest. Uh, yeah, she would be a Bart love interest, uh, as would uh, Meryl Streep and uh, Silver Sarah Silverman. Mm-hmm. But, oh right, yeah. But uh, Sarah some, Gilbert, uh, oh, Sarah Gilbert, and, right? And Sarah Sarah Silverman too. Ooh, Sarah, in in later seasons, you don't want to watch. But yeah. okay. um, <laughs> I like all the uh, in. It's again great observational stuff about mm-hmm. what it is to be a new kid. Yeah, I've been there. Like, yeah, I've been Samantha's there little monologue in general is just is fucking beautiful. Why don't you stand up in front of the class and tell us about yourself? I'll be grading you on grammar and poise. We just moved here from Phoenix. My dad owns a home security company. He came to Springfield because of its high crime rate and lackluster police force. (laughs) All my friends are back in Phoenix, and this town has a weird smell that you're all probably used to. But I'm not. It'll take you about six weeks, dear. Oh. Yeah, this this was the year I was the new kid in my oh. school. Like, I, I went to a new school huh, in 1991, and I was, like, the new kid in this Catholic school. I didn't know anything about Catholicism. I would I would still not learn about it. But I was expected <laughs> to know all these prayers. We talked about this in an earlier episode. But I identify with Samantha. Like, I, all this stuff is weird. This town smells funny. And uh, I don't know anybody. And it's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, but I know. Well, actually, I'd been through that once. Uh, my family moved in 1990. We only moved across town. I, don't, I can't. But it felt the same. Like, just all new people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so we moved in 1990, so I experienced it then, and then the week the episode uh, Lisa Beauty Queen aired is when I moved the next time and final time to Florida, and I always, like, I you know, we'll talk about it in that episode, I guess, but I always connect that episode with, this was the first night in our new place, like, we're like, well, we've got the TV We've got the VCR hooked up. Like, let's get all this set up first. We can't miss The Simpsons. And we, like, didn't have everything moved in yet, but we had that set up to watch The Simpsons, tape it, and eat, and I eat Pizza Hut. I can't move furniture or assemble anything unless the, <laughs> unless the TV's hooked up first. <laughs> yeah. On. I mean, I said this was my birthday. I had my first and only official child birthday party Ooh. At this year, and I think Wait, I still what? made it home in time for The Simpsons. Your first wow. birthday party? Like, my first, like, let's let's have a birthday party for you at a place. Like, really? at, at, at an establishment. Not like, oh, you're home. Here's a gift. Have fun. <laughs> well, Here's I mean, a cake. Segue into Bob's <laughs> sad life as hey, a little working class. religious kid. Uh, uh, did, were you asked to leave the room during sex education videos? Uh, no, I was, the, I was the non-religious one in a religious school. <laughs> class, in order to explain why your hormones will soon make you an easy target for every smooth-talking Lothario mm-hmm. with his own car and tight. Jeans. I will now show a short sex education film. 
Ezekiel and Ishmael, mm-hmm. in accordance with your parents' wishes, you may step out into the hall and pray for our souls. <laughs> He's pale this, little Mormons. Uh, before or after, mm-hmm. Nelson goes, where's Mr. Kabbalah? Yeah, that's yeah, after. after okay, that's yeah, but, afterwards. But the, the uh, 10 years old is a little young mm-hmm. for a sex ed class. Really? I, I, had, it, I, I had, had it when I was I, 10. No, it was fifth grade. Fifth grade. But, uh, I mean, you were in Florida. Okay. I, I was I told Florida, by the evil Baptists. Is this where you, you admit you were in a private, a fancy smancy private school? No, I wasn't in a private school. No, I was. But we were lax Catholics. This was public school and i guess yeah they they really didn't so you know florida is in a very uh conservative area of florida and so it was abstinence only that was the thing it was this to not the don't do it thing at the end of this that was just where it started of just like it wasn't about how to safely do it, it or it, what it meant it was just about like only they scared they, us with STDs it was a scared straight and, thing of like yeah. oh you'll yeah. get this you could get this STD and like your dick will fall off man and I thank you for segueing into the oh, I have so many clips of I have gone it's we my quest listen to this entire to constantly scene. get every Troy I McClure agree. line ever or every Robbing Phil Hartman biological urges but when I talked about the Foley work earlier he starts out in a doctor's office and you can hear him get up off a paper table oh, and his feet hit a doctor's floor. Great, awesome. Hello, I'm actor Troy McClure. You kids might remember me from such educational films as Lead Paint, Delicious But Deadly, and Here Comes the Metric System. I'm here to provide the facts about sex in a frank and straightforward manner. And now here's Fuzzy Bunny's Guide to You Know What. <laughs> Copyright 1971. Okay, that's a funny and a subtle joke that I never... I'm Frank, Frank Manor, and it's a metaphor wrapped in an analogy. It's, yes. it's, it gets pretty explicit according to the scenes that we don't see. It does. It's like Matt Groening meets Fritz the Cat, I think, I, animation. I was kind of like, this would have been the, an opportune time to put in like the binky life and hell kind yeah. of characters, because they basically look exactly the same with their They're ears bent. They're just purple, yeah. yeah. This is Fuzzy Bunny. About a year ago, he noticed his voice was changing. He had terrible acne and had fur where there was no fur before. He also noticed Fluffy Bunny. Boring. <laughs> this, also, I, I, this, this <laughs> only thing this matches up with is my puberty. Mm. I am going through puberty a, a little early um, mm. around this age. Were you shaving at Chris? Uh, yeah, like I had a mustache at, in wow. seventh grade. I still can't wow. do that. My mom made me bleach it because I refused to shave it. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. it was, I looked, there's, that, there's a picture of me still in our hallway where I look so awkward. So I, I love Fluffy and Fuzzy at the gun range. Yeah. That's one of my favorite shots. <laughs> and then and then they're both Jewish, apparently? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel that they're Jewish? Yeah. Mazel tov. Fluffy and Fuzzy went to the park. The ice cream social, the boat show, and various other wholesome activities. And they never ruined their fun by giving in to their throbbing biological urges. <laughs> then oh, came the big day. Fluffy and Fuzzy got married. That night came the honeymoon. She's faking it. Again, never, Dirty. ever got that uh, yeah. at the time. Dirtiest joke so far, yeah. I think. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. no. They, yeah. So a joke about faking an orgasm. Showed, yeah, and that they're showing that to children. <laughs> yeah. like, a, it a, is... a clever joke that, again, I didn't pick up on at the time, yeah. that this is so 70s. They're yeah. in 1992 watching an informational tape from the 70s because Springfield sucks and so does its elementary school budget. Yeah, and the porn music actually works because yes. it's from that era. Yes, everybody's yeah. in giant bell bottoms and there's the, whatever that fucking flower logo I love Troy McClure's outfit too yes, his hair so good. Like he's, yeah. he's not quite as aged as he is in the 90s it's, massive lapels it's Troy at his most popular like yeah. at the height of his popularity and he's like oh this will never stop I'll here comes the metric system might be one of my favorite oh, unseen Troy McClure system. titles but if, this is this is it for Troy McClure Aww. the most satisfying part of the night was knowing that they waited nine <laughs> months later Fluffy gave birth to 14 beautiful bunnies Eight survive. And now that you know how it's done, don't do it. <laughs> I miss Phil Hartman so much. He adds, I mean, the lines are funny, but his inflections add like nine times the yeah. comedy to every yeah. joke. But he's a, he's an expositional do miracle. It. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know if there's an equivalent of short films. I guess there's still the fucking news. But he was such a great way to introduce 
an entire world of story to The Simpsons mm-hmm. as an amazing character. Miss yeah. him so fucking much. Now, this is what I mm-hmm. thought Sex Ed would be. Yeah. Like, and, but a couple of years later, the closest thing I got to, like, like I said, it was just abstinence only. Which, you know, statistically speaking, doesn't work. Kids are going to want to fuck. Yes. And you're better off telling them how to do it in, in a way to not have children my, than not telling them anything. My favorite example, and I wish I would have kept this book, because we, we had sex, a sex ed class that, of course, was taught to by the most qualified person, the gym teacher. And yeah, there, of course. there weren't assigned books, but there was one book in the classroom where, like, all, the whole book is, like, long, long chunks of text very descriptive and clinical and unsexual, and stock images of kids playing sports. So, of course, there's one book where every time there's a ball, a kid drew another ball next to it, and then another object coming off of that. So it's all these kids with smiling faces, like, waiting to cradle a giant dick. It's very educational. And and so, like, oh, man, I hope I get that book this time. Everybody was so so happy if they could get that book. I want the dick variant (laughs) of my educational book. And and also, the closest thing I had to the leave the room and pray for our souls Mm -hmm. kid was that, um, I think it was fourth or fifth grade in florida i they were having like an hiv one about the dangers of aids mm. it was it was a video for that and you had to bring home a uh a, you know thing for your parents to sign and i wondered why it was my mom is, said it was because they didn't in the video they make it clear that non-gay people can get it and mm. that it is not like a <laughs> punishment and one that they're even talking about homosexuality in it and two, that they don't make it clear, like, oh, this is not punishment from God for being gay. Like, straight people can get this. Yeah, like Magic Johnson. Exactly. We, we never, I um, mean, this is a, a stupid tangent, but it was national news, and I love going back to Florida and talking about it with people. There was a teacher at the high school who decided to create a program in his classroom. If everybody gets a B on this history test, I'll let you watch whatever movie you want. And in a day before, a time before, Reddit and the internet. Uh, everybody voted for I Spit on Your Grave. And the teacher didn't screen or look into what that movie was. I can't handle that movie. And and if you don't know what it is, it is a... uh what would you call it? Uh, it's a a four acts of just pure it's unadulterated like a, a rape. A series of graphic rape scenes followed by a gra- graphic I mean, that murders. Was, it was. There's so many B movies of yeah. the '70s made like that mm-hmm. that are they're rape revenge stories. Mm-hmm. Like a horrible, violating sexual assault happens at the start of the film. Like Last House on the Left is identical yeah. almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so, as justification Thriller. for horrible violence to be done to the rapist. But this like, is I've seen the movie now, and it's it's more terrible than that because there are four men. One guy does something, she crawls away, and then they find her again, and another guy in the group takes his turn. And then these are just scenes that occur over and over. It's, it's endless. And so, like, the story about it I is, like, it became it. national news, because, like, he, I think he, like, left the room or something like that, uh, and just slowly people started running out of the room screaming. Oh, my God. Because um, they're, like, freshmen. Yeah. And <laughs> I have Man. no idea how they got that through the vote. In the 90s, that would be considered a snuff film, almost. Yeah. Like, oh, what the fuck And the is film this? is so notorious, they fucking remade it by a major Hollywood studio, Holy shit! Yeah, and I think that, and I don't think they remade it the same way, but like no. that's how notorious the title is. But there's still lots of rape. Sorry, I, that's, right. that's out of nowhere. Uh, you know, this is my line of the show. How okay. about that? That's the joke. You will never fall in love and marry out of fear of dying alone. <laughs> how would I go about creating a half man, half monkey type creature? I'm sorry, that would be playing God. God schmod, I want my monkey man. I think we all feel the same way Bart does. <laughs> yes. Well, now that uh, as a 34-year-old single man, that I'm not laughing as hard at the... Uh, You'll all die man. alone? <laughs> You'll either, you had a fear of dying alone. Well, I, I did have the... Uh, like, I well, have it now. Yeah, everybody getting a girlfriend or getting interested in women before, like... Do we really want to get go down that road just yet? Like Hot Wheels are awesome. <laughs> Can't we just do this? Yeah, like yeah. I'm getting weird directions too, but like let's just play Nintendo <laughs> and ignore all this. Yeah, yeah but meanwhile, like Millhouse and um, Samantha have already fallen in love. This is every courtship I've ever had. <laughs> uh, that's a nice dress. My dad makes me wear it. I hate it. Well, I hate it too. <laughs> uh, Spineless. Can I walk you home? Okay. I'm having to walk back every single line. I think yeah. I, yeah, that is a dumb joke. We I don't know if it's been introduced yet, but we're ne- we're neglecting the B plot, which is kind of weird. Yeah. It's like it's, it's a re- little bit later. It's, it's okay. not just yet, but the, but uh, I, I have it. I have it here well, because oh, so okay. go ahead, Hank. Well, I liked uh, so when Bark gets the little auto joke that's in there. I did like him mm-hmm. saying nope. 
no can do barman. He said that his girlfriend is dancing topless at the airport bar from 4.15 to 4.20. Uh, 4.20. So is is, <laughs> Damn is it. that intentionally a yes, 4.20 joke? I believe okay. 100%. Like he, All right. When Apu like, priced something a different way, he said 4.20, and I believe that was wow. even a, a weed reference. Too. Okay. Yeah. But the, right. the B plot is Homer losing weight. And like this is one of my favorite jokes I never picked up on until like two years ago. Sugar. <laughs> and dip it in rich, creamery butter. Dad, what if I told you you could lose weight without dieting or lifting a finger? I'd say you're a lying scumbag. Hi, sweetie. According to Eternity Magazine, you can lose weight through subliminal learning. That's where an idea is subtly implanted in your head without you even knowing it. Oh, Lisa, that's a load of rich, creamery butter. <laughs> They'll send you tapes you listen to while you sleep. As you hear New Age music, a powerful message goes to your brain telling you to eat less. Lose weight and listen to New Age music? Wow. What do you think, Mart? Oh, Homer, I love you just the way you are. Lisa, what's that number? <laughs> Here's uh, the thing. The parody food in this episode is now the Carl's Jr. menu. Totally. There is yeah, no, no, not even a joke. I mean, even selling the it through, good, like, sex. The, the good, good morning, morning burger. burger is Carl's Jr. Yeah, yeah they like, have they have an AM burger. It exists, and it's probably even worse yeah. in yeah, real life now. They're all worse. I mean, I also love the the Kent Brockman stuff about mm. about American obesity yeah. was great. The canyon the, is very big. It's like, it's two-fifths <laughs> of the way up. It might not sound like a lot, but, you know, the Grand Canyon is very big. You're right. That's an, that is an excellent show. There, there's a lot and, of... And, and Santa dying yeah. in the rain. That's dying. great, yeah. The, re, the dramatization. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, 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 of business in this of Lisa reading a magazine that I don't think doesn't Eternity land very magazine, well. magazine, yeah. Was, was that a parody of something yeah, real? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. I mean... There's a reference to that song 2525 on the cover that yeah. we see a lot yeah uh, but it's, it's a joke that keeps appearing yeah because i remember all the magazines from back then i don't know what that could possibly mean i mean i guess it's like a there were futurist magazines or there were so many but why would they talk about dieting back well yeah. talk about subliminal advertising look yeah. it's even hard for me to remember like there were magazines for everything because mag <laughs> there were tons of magazines even in the early it's 90s. on the tip of my tongue what this is a direct parody of but i can't think of it so Not a commenter wired. will yell at us yes now. please yeah The Simpsons will be right back. Hello, Talking Simpsons listeners. I hope we're all sympathizing with Samantha Stanky, who clearly gets the terrible end of the stick in today's episode. On that terrible segue, I wanted to remind you guys that this show, Talking Simpsons, is brought to you by Lola, an exciting new place for a modern approach to feminine care. That's right. You Samantha Stankies out there, that is a terrible way to bring this up. But in case you didn't know, Lola has a very special offer for you. Uh, they're natural, thoughtfully crafted tampons delivered to your door. So, uh, or you, or more specifically to me, the man in your life doesn't have to pick them up for you. Uh, you can visit trymylola.com. That's T-R-Y-M-I-L-O-L-A.com slash laser time. And you can get 50% off your first order of two boxes. That's $18 worth of stuff for just nine, baby. Why use Lola instead of hoofing it to that uh, Walgreens down the street? Well, Lola's tampons are 100% natural. No dyes, no additives, nothing you wouldn't want sitting inside your bod for an extended period of time. What's even better for the Lola subscription model is that you determine the frequency of your deliveries, how many boxes you want, what types of tampons are in those boxes, Boxes, and you get the first order for half off just by going to trymylola.com slash laser time. And guys, if there's a special Samantha Stanky in your life, you probably um, had to head for a surprise tampon purchase. But with Lola, neither of you have to worry about how many tampons are left in that little box anymore because there, there's an order on the way. So again, Talking Simpsons listeners can go to trymylola.com slash laser time and get 50% off your first order. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Before you came on, you asked for me to bring a GameCube controller, which... Uh, um, I got a Wii system for you. Uh-huh. What? I, I think I accidentally dropped it, so it got cracked a bit. Don't mm. worry, it's so worthless. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Uh, maybe you guys can hang did on something, to Did something get Wii? in the cracks of the Wii? Uh, something might have uh, filled up um, insides of if it. it if, this was, if this was a coffee, would it be a homebrew? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. I would say so. 
Uh, I don't oh. know if you guys have one or not yet. <laughs> Keep up, Chris. Keep I, up, Chris. How does that work? It doesn't. It's broken. It's, it's cracked. cracked. It's, but how do you Someone do you have to burn home disc? brewed coffee no. on it. It was yeah. a popular scene. Uh, Some other friends had a similar fate where their Wii was were cracked. Oh, that's terrible to hear. <laughs> if, if, this, <laughs> if this system had a pet, it would be an emu or emu. Emu. Yeah. Emu. And then yeah. I would see the emu later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who are we hiding You'd from? Have to, yeah. <laughs> Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcasts, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. But that that the whole B plot is only there for a couple of good jokes of Homer. He acts instead of getting the weight loss subliminal program, he gets the vocabulary okay. one. One thing though, what's that? Having been to grad school, I'm like these words aren't complicated. These are on the GRE. Uh, well, yeah, at the time they were very complicated. And I doffed my cap. Homer, has the weight loss tape reduced your appetite? Well, lamentably, no. My gastronomic rapacity knows no satiety. Satiety, I. Still, like, no, I've never encountered that. Like, uh, the ability to be satisfied. Yeah, yeah, satiated. But, like, like, the gourmand becomes the voluptuary. (laughs) The the gourmand metamorphosizes metamorphosizes, the voluptuary. It's all the Harvard words. Yeah, I mean, these are Harvard writers showing off their their Harvard education. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it is, but... As a kid, those words were nothing to me, and now hearing them as an adult, I'm like, oh, I know all those words. I know what Homer's saying, and it's weird that Marge doesn't. Yes, like, that Marge should be kind of smart enough. To and know I, I like that it's Marvin Monroe on something like, <laughs> "Hi, this is Marvin Monroe." That is here great. to increase your vocabulary. I think that's the last good. Marvin I meant Monroe abattoir. Yeah. I meant to get, the, I, yeah, I meant to get a clip of Marvin Monroe. Yeah, that's relaxing new age music, and then Marvin Monroe. Marvin yeah. Monroe. The cattle were slaughtered in the abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So, Henry, I know you'll relate to this this yes. clip though. That uh, Millhouse invites uh, Samantha over to the treehouse, and they want to read comics. Hi. Hey, what's with the skirt? Well, I've brought friends to this treehouse before. Yeah, but never a girl. What if I want to strut around nude? Maybe I should go. No, that's okay. You can stay. You can read comics with us. Let's see, something for the lady. Ah, radioactive man versus the swamp hag. Got any girl comics like Bonnie Crane Girl Attorney, Pumpkin and Duncan the Twinkle Twins, or Lil Knee Socks? No, but my sister's got a wide selection of crappy comics. I I love Lonely Socks. I think Little Knee Socks. Little Knee Socks. Okay, yeah, she kind of slurred that. A little Lulu parody, maybe. I think so. I I want to see if you could see what they were parodying there. Mary Worth, I'm guessing. Yeah, I would think Mary Worth, and then one of them's more like a. the the twink the tinkle twins are, are more like the the Hardy Boy yeah. or, no the uh, uh, Nancy Drew the Boxcar like, Children yeah, yeah but I love I loved girl comics I loved Sabrina uh, I loved Archie I thought it well, was I so loved sexy Archie in general yeah uh, girl comics have gotten better yeah. since then but I do remember as a as a little boy and as then a growing boy of just like oh comic books you want to read them like well what are they oh they're they're all just superhero fantasies. Like you'll you'll be bored. But that's the thing. Mm-hmm. He, when Bart brings up the comic for a great transition, it's a romance comic, which is From like like nineteen fifty. That that was like non-existent romance. Yeah, well, I think it's that, that was non-existent in nineteen. I, I mean, it was like a it was the stuff Lichtenstein got for his exactly. pop art, like know? women biting their knuckles and yeah, like, like looking like fretting, oh, and sweating. How could you get with him? Yeah. Type mm-hmm. things. Yeah, but. Uh, comics for little girls have gotten a lot better now. I think so, but the, yeah. Uh, so when Bart's doing the baseball card trade thing, too, mm. I was super into baseball cards at that time where I just stopped it. And though I didn't have any old cards that were worth anything. So uh, real quick, Ar- Omar Vizquel, the one Bart <laughs> trades for the Kyle uh-huh. Yastrzemski mm-hmm. card. More which, continuity, more continuity. Which was the one he yeah. bought. Yeah, or I Season guess he... Two. I Almost guess he, bought. Well, I guess he got the money, and then Milhouse yeah, later bought it. Hundred bucks, three minute of comic book throwback, people. So Omar Vis- Vizquel is a Hall of Fame, had a Hall of Fame worthy career. Uh, Ten Golden Gloves, three MVPs. Be games, careful, it's sports talk. Uh, people are going to yell games. at us. I know if I get one of these things wrong, and he is one of very few players to have played in 
four different decades. Wow. Not four four decades, sure. but like end of the eighties up to the early twenty tens. Yeah. The same way Mickey crazy. Rooney had acted in uh, ten decades. Exactly. <laughs> Just barely. Uh, wow. And then meanwhile that that nineteen fifty eight Mickey Mantle card is a specific card. I looked it up, like mm-hmm. that pose of his face that mm-hmm. they draw. Wow. That is a specific card that today is worth five hundred dollars. You can get it five hundred dollars mm-hmm. on eBay. So at then it was probably around the same, I would bet, or, yeah. or a little less. But uh, so that was a big time baseball card. Bart was trading. Did, did anybody lose like a friend as a as a kid? Did you ever lose your friend to a girl or someone someone of the uh, a relationship of some kind? I don't think we took girlfriends as seriously as, as Milhouse did when we were 10. It was sort of like, a, I guess this is what dating is. It's been right? like 14 for me. Like, okay. Man. Yeah, I'm, I guess it happened. It happened for me, though, like more like at 16 or whatever. But I was, I, the, I was the Bart I have, character, not the Milhouse uh, character. No, I was always Bart, too. But I had a lot of dateless friends who, you know, I look back on it, probably had psychological problems and just couldn't get uh, intimacy issues But uh, because their parents divorced at an early age. Yeah, why uh, not go I, for it? I'm 10? No, I mean, no, I mean, Filled like, with beans? At like 18. They had never had a girlfriend. Oh. So, and, uh, but when they did get a girlfriend, then I was the guy of like, I thought we had fun hanging out. Now this new person is here <laughs> wants to play our tabletop role playing game. I haven't had a girlfriend mm. at 18. Oh, yes, it's the woman's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's, exactly. Like, hey, I, I'm, I'm on the outside looking in on this dating girl yeah. thing. Yeah. But, that, but I definitely did get the Bart feeling of yes. like, Hey, I thought we hung out all the time. Now you have a new friend who has sex with you? Come on. Don't you usually play with Milhouse after school? He has a girlfriend. Milhouse? (laughs) Yeah, all they do is kiss. How cute. They don't open their mouths, do they? No. How cute. (laughs) I really like that line. It is is really cute. Though something just feels off to me that, like, Millhouse even being slightly happy just isn't right for his or, or sexually appealing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Having any because straight even he will later be known for just his sad pining over Lisa. Even into flash forwards, he's still just like <laughs> go in love with her. Even though she's like, yeah, we had we had sex once, Millhouse. Like let's let's drop it or. Or him say, or her in the car with him oh, saying, yeah. like, I don't think I'll ever get married. Millhouse I doesn't love, count. Exactly. The joke, Millhouse yeah. doesn't count. Mm-hmm. That's great. Millhouse. Nobody likes Millhouse. Nobody likes Millhouse. God damn it. Uh, but uh, that, that, what are Big Sisters for? One of my avatars a few years ago when I uh, purchased the third season of The Simpsons on Amazon, which you can do digitally, Ooh. and for no other seasons after that. Oh, yeah. One through they three, and then 21 on. That's Everything else is... Is that with is commentaries? With extras? No, no. I just, uh, I just wanted it on my devices, and yeah. it just seemed like, I don't... I, I don't have my DVDs with me. Twenty bucks, fine. Uh, but that's fair. Uh, Martin playing the lute, <laughs> yeah. The smug, stupid look on his face. That was my avatar for a couple weeks. But uh, but but Bart has to go downgrade to another friend uh, in the face of Samantha. This is the first time anyone has ever sat next to me since I successfully lobbied to have the school day extended by twenty minutes. Listen, Martin. Right now, I'm looking for a friend who won't leave me for a girl. That's me. <laughs> I'm just as unpopular with the ladies as I am with the chaps. Yeah, right. Anyway, do you want to do something after school? It's a date. Everyone, Bart and I would like to announce that we are friends. God damn it. Bart's uh, really trading down. What a downgrade. And, and I, but I was Martin, like I was. <laughs> I I was the kid sitting alone on the school bus. Did you have like, a loot or a liar? No, I didn't have either of those <laughs> okay. things. But I definitely, I mean, they're... Kind of going with like, oh, Martin's gay. Also, like yeah. he's a gay kid who doesn't realize. You can it. sing like, "My Body Lies Over the Ocean" not be gay. Uh, no, he's, he's the sing- queen of summer. Yeah. Chris. But he, but no, him singing the song. What is the song? The song with his lute is too like, "Come home, my body warrior." That is yeah. a song a woman sings to a man. And Bart is running away <laughs> at the window. Uh, it was too. And him announcing yeah. that they're friends is just yeah. like we're him, friends. Him yeah. celebrating a friendship with another boy is just like. Yeah. I can see them trying to say that. But so Bart is going to be a third wheel on their date to Space Mutants. And I noticed some Space Mutants continuity. Mm. So they're seeing Space Mutants 7, where I guess the Space Mutants can transform into humans. Started with 4. Yes, yeah, so 4 was in Colonel. Uh, sorry, 4 was in Principal Charming and the Telltale Head. So there were two 4s. Yeah. 4 in the Telltale Head was called The Trilogy Continues, which is a parody <laughs> yeah. of Friday the 13th. That's and a great uh, name. the one that um, Principal Skinner and Patty see <laughs> is Down great. Under, where it's, it was probably just a wallaby. 
And then six was in Colonel Homer, which is the one that wow. Lisa and Bart see. So we're, we're at seven now. Yeah. It yeah. has to be the end of the Space Museum. It could so. be the last one that we actually see footage of. I'm pretty sure it the, is. The titles of those movies I could only catch, like Run, Reverend, Run. Oh, and... I got them all here. Oh, please, Bobby. Uh, so Tumbleweeds Ahoy, <laughs> uh, Rip, Roar, and Reverend. Sing Monkey Sing, uh, of course, Space Mutant 7, and Hot Grits of Flying. Hot Grits of Flying. That's I don't the one know I want what to that see. could possibly be. Because that clearly wasn't made in the decade uh, that the show aired in. So, yeah, I love the continuity of both Carl Yastrzemski and Space Mutants. They're bringing that into the uh, into the series. Like they, they realize this is part seven where they can transform, I guess, into yeah. humans. That's, that's uh, so great. Cause, and then at that point, it's revealed that, like, you know, Milhouse would rather hang out with Samantha. But in a total dick move, it was like, yeah, can we still use your treehouse to fuck in? Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. I just watched the movie, that movie, The Apartment, which is just all about yeah, Jack Lemmon having his apartment used as a fuck den by the upper brass of his company. Uh, and, so, oh, hmm, yeah. Go ahead. The last time we're going to see uh, the Space Mutants is going to be Homer's Triple Bypass. It's the last time. According to the Wikia. I wonder if it's yeah. part eight. Oh, yeah. the Wikia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, uh, though also the Homer, I liked Homer looking m- memory, the memories, like, and they paid for a memory song. That's such a there. great, because saying goodbye to his belly. Yeah, Him in a Shriner spray with yes. his belly painted, yes. wearing a I've giant hat. I've never seen that in real life. Yeah, I've only seen it on TV. America's Funny Some Videos. Oh. It fucking rocked every year. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I had seen that. Uh, and then, though also on the on the cassette, it says it's a vocabulary builder, so yeah. Homer really should have read he, the he should have. It should have yeah. been a sub, subliminal test to learn how to read. We missed <laughs> yeah. it, but... But when he when he finds out about the Good Morning Burger, the beer falls off his stomach yeah. and it hits the ground with like a sizzle. The carbonation yeah. on the carpet again. It's no, again, I great foley. Like the touch of like it, it goes back and Lisa's like worried about her dad. Wait, and she turns around and he's just breathing heavily in a way that only a fat dad can do. That's right. <sighs> we we missed the flash forward to the funeral. Like I wish they never invented if fried you, cheese. It's <laughs> when I'm, I'm rewatching The Sopranos and to like not forecast James Gandolfini's early death. Like his breathing is some just of the loudest things. Sitting in the show. is tiring for yeah. him. Like. <laughs> But he was perfect. He's he was so, so perfect good. for the role, yeah. I just wish when Sopranos was over, like, okay, now lose 80 pounds. Please, yes. Maybe, yes. maybe don't die while eating in Italy. Oh, I love James Gandolfini. Uh, I also, Bart's little tears over when he, he's like, fine, I don't need you guys. Like, that was actually kind of affecting. Mm-hmm. I like that. And they talk on the commentary. It was The commentary is a rare one with Nancy Cartwright on it. Oh, yeah, that's good. And uh, the, the writers are like, Oh, we're so. Uh, we were worried that Bart would seem like he was gay, or that he was in love with Milhouse and jealous that a girl was there. And then oh. Nancy was right, and Nancy was like, "No, he's just a ten-year-old boy who yeah. doesn't get girls." Yeah, and she's totally right. Lost a friend. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird that they were worried about. Maybe that that's one. why they built Martin in. Like, no, this is the gay kid. <laughs> yeah. Bart is Bart is the hetero. Martin's gay. Flyover states. Do not <laughs> do not call your Fox affiliate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he concocts a plan to like. Call Sam's dad and have him show up at the treehouse, and I just I ugh, love this. Hello, Mr. Stanky. I have some shocking news about your daughter Samantha. Who am I? Let's just say I'm a concerned prude with a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, that's almost life. every watchdog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're like kind of spitting in the faces of the people who complain about the Simpsons yeah. too. Like, yep. yeah, this is you. Mm-hmm. Like, you have nothing better to do. I, all I'm researching the stuff I hate. <laughs> <laughs> And so then, yeah, when Mr. Stanky, for his one scene, yes. like, he, it's a pretty funny little scene of an overprotective yeah. dad. You're my little girl, and sometimes my imagination runs away with me. Just just tell me what happened. Well, Milhouse and I... That's enough! <laughs> I'm putting you in an all-girls school. You're never going to see that boy again. Milhouse! Samantha! Mom. <gasps> I love Mr. Stanky going, no, and the crow's flying out of the tree. Yeah. It's great. It's a great shot. He, which isn't a reference to a specific thing. No, it's I just, think it was like yeah. Brad Bird invented it. Yeah. yeah. And now it's in every comic book movie. Oh. We just saw it in Suicide Squad. Man, like, another like the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to do an Olympic show is to talk, and that's why I'm, again, plugging it, because I was just watching Animal Olympics, a really dumb, lost, animated movie about the Olympics starring mm. animals and it's like one of Brad Bird's first gigs. Oh, and, you're right, yeah. yeah. And sorry, I just wanted to plug it, plug that episode again because I have a feeling no one's going to want to listen to our Olympics episode. So, uh, <laughs> so, well, so when Milhouse is so sad over, <clears throat> over losing Samantha, yeah. 
It, I think, is the last Ralph is smart I was scene. just going yeah. to say this, Henry. Huh? It's, yeah. it's the last uh. appearance of pithy Ralph, like, with the very incisive thing <laughs> to yeah, say. I should have yeah. Then. yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, you know what? But no, what man can I, tame her? I think Bubblegum Walk, very Wrigley. That's going to be in the oh. Lisa Beauty So Queen, we still have so. some remnants of uh, kind of smart Ralph. But this this line is, it's recess everywhere but his heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think once... Once Ralph is the lead in the uh, choo choo choose me, mm-hmm. that's when it's clear. Like he's oh, yeah. locked into being stupid. Ralph is <laughs> Ralph is the dumb joke machine. Like he's the non sequitur machine at that point. Oh, I wanted to mention this because we keep talking about it, but there's a seems to me there's a ton of a th- I don't know thematic reference to Three Men in a Comic Book, one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and up to and including. The music when Milhouse and Bart yeah, fight, the, which I love. The Elmer Bernstein kind of take yeah. off West Side Story stuff. It's yeah, great. Yeah, and like, uh, this is a great scene. Milhouse? Bart. Well, I oh. don't want you to see me cry. Oh, come this on. This does not sound anything like Milhouse. You're right. It's yeah. so love, yeah. So you would think it's a, a different voice actor entirely. Well, I don't want you to see me cry. Oh, come on. I've seen you cry a million times. You cry when you scrape your knee. You cry when they're out of chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. You cry when you're doing long division and you have a remainder left over. Well... I didn't want you to see me cry this time. Listen, Milhouse, I got a confession to make. I'm the one who knocked on your kissing. What? (laughs) Milhouse is out of bed and full of beans. Oh, it's a miracle. (laughs) Okay, is that the first uh, spoken line? He would not be named until the Halloween episode with uh, the Krusty the Clown uh, Freddy Krueger parody. This is the very first appearance of Kirk Van Houten. Really? Never been seen before. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they talk about on the commentary that they didn't originally plan on Kirk looking exactly the same as Milhouse, which they'd already done with the mother, so they basically look like they're twins who married and had Milhouse. And yeah. I think the story we told on uh, one of the earlier episodes is that uh, the Milhouse's mom, uh, Luann, was was supposed to have kind of Milhouse's voice. Like, that's too cartoony, but then Hank yeah. just did a, an impression of Pamela Hayden doing yes. Milhouse, and that's Milhouse's dad's Yeah, voice. Hank Azaria uh, said that somewhere is like, it's just an impression of Milhouse. It's a lot like uh, Principal uh, McVicker from <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Like, uh, uh, it's a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's just for one line, and, yeah. but it's great. Yes. And, and we have like an entire Beavis? Kirk episode coming up. Oh, it's so good. I love that character. It's a door! <laughs> and, that, and, that they act, and that they just re- see him fighting, like, yeah, who cares? Like, they, they, they shut the door, snappy, like, yeah. like very precious. We're just going to let that slide? Full of beans. Full of never, beans. It's a saying. I've it never is, heard it. My mom had to explain it to me, too, as a kid. I'd never heard that saying before. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Is it colloquialism? You see, Henry, beans are what we call ecstasy. There's a very the great uh, UCB sketch where uh, it's called Scientonomy, no, I think. Psychotonomy. Psychotonomy. And uh, the L. Ron so Hubbard good. figure sues everybody because someone says, you're full of beans. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm full of beans. Beans. You are all sued. Yeah. All of you are sued. Psychotonomy is not full of beans. One of my favorite <laughs> sketches. Please look up so Psychotonomy. Good. It's Jesus. the best. That whole episode. Yeah. You're, you're, you're seven foot one. Like, vomits of food. Nutrition food. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Just reading from L. Ron Hubbard, yes. R. R. Ron Lubbard's book. Like, the, I have to get my nutrition. He thought Johnny thought with his mind brain. I must get more nutrition food. Yes, reading reading that was the torture they put people through to oh, break them down. So fucking good. I'm sweating. So, did you um, know that? In did you notice that in Millhouse's room he has a Spinal Tap poster? Yes, more continuity. I did more not. season yeah. three continuity. And it was a cute little joke of Bart reaching for every heart thing that would kill Millhouse yeah. and then just grabbing the, the eight ball. I bet the eight ball didn't see that one coming was yeah. a good, good line. See that one yeah. coming. It's pretty dope. Way. And I mean, it has a nice cheesy end. I don't get the French Canadian stuff totally. Well. Ah, I do. Oh, well, let's hear the clip. Hey, Samantha, I'm sorry about getting you thrown in the Penguin House. That's all right, Bart. I love St. Sebastian's. It's run by a group of French Canadian nuns. They're very nice, except they never let me out. Samantha, ne pas de boys. <laughs> Go now, Milhouse. Better not. It's fifty rosaries a kiss. <laughs> okay. What the heck? 
It's it's Saint Sebastian School for Wicked, Wicked Girls. Girls. Yes, yes. yes. I didn't get the joke about Canadian accents as a kid either. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. never let me. Ooh. Is there some so let me? I want to step in and say something. Uh, they get this right, and people like Kevin Smith base entire movies around jokes like these, but they get it wrong. So it's not oot or a boot. It's oats, and she oat. says oats, uh, and it's, right, it's yeah. not it's oat. not a boot. It's a boat. A boat. But boat. you'll see entire movies like Yoga Hosers where the entire joke is like, <laughs> we screwed up the Canadian accent. Whoops. Uh, I mean, if that's your entire thing. Get it right, please. The Fucking Simpsons a, did. Kevin Smith, man. Just yeah. Tusk is fun. What if my daughter was a star of a movie? It would go uh, something like this. I'm, I'm a bit tired of uh, that. But then again, he did. He directed the episode he directed of the Flash TV series last year was uh, last season was pretty good. Really, pretty he should good, yeah. only do that. And he'll be direct. And he'll be <laughs> what, directing. So you don't have to see it. Yes, <laughs> he'll be directing another one next year and an episode of Supergirl. So mm. you know, let him earn his uh, bones that way. Uh, yeah, the, so the singing nun is a reference to in the sixties. Uh, well, there was a real life singing nun who had become somewhat of a celebrity what? in the in the first half of the nineteen hundreds, mm-hmm. and she then went on to get her own a film made about her. Uh, though she, I believe, it was a Belgian nun, not a French Canadian one, who was the singing nun and who goes on adventures with kids, and what? it's a, it's a kids film, and the singing nun is played by Debbie Reynolds. What? And yep. So, and I, be, up, I think the there's a bit nun. of the uh, the flying nun in here as well, where it was originally like she's going to go to a Catholic school, and all the all the, all the nuns are mean, but James L. Brooks is like, what if it was fun, like the flying nun, and we see the <laughs> flying nun to get destroyed next year on, <laughs> yes, on uh, yeah. Bart, uh, Bar- Brother from Another Planet. Yeah, mm. brother from another planet. Oh, I love that episode. Uh, this isn't funny. <laughs> that that also is when they're getting very mean on the show. Exactly. Yes, uh, killing the flying nun. And I did like the wrap up to the Homer bit that like one that Lisa's the only one who can understand him because she knows all those words too. Yeah, that Bart needed advice but can't understand Homer for once. Oh, and the hell he's saying. And that, and that Homer is getting fatter just because he's still mm-hmm. eating the same. He but he just says it better. And then once he gets rid of the tape. Then he becomes basically nonverbal and still eats all the time. Like he, <laughs> he gets to... stupider. He can't yes. think of the word for spoon. Like what's the dig thingy where you and then he like mimes it. You and mean the, a spoon? Mm. And the Homer says bit at the end is funny. I like that. That it's was like, awesome. It go, I love but that. it disappears so fast. Yeah. Like, I don't think they had faith in the joke to keep it up for an extra it's, like it's, five seconds it's funny in that it's like homer's definitions of these fancy words like boudoir where a french guy does it yeah. things like that <laughs> yeah i get yeah and it's a precursor to the ned flanders shorts mm-hmm. that we'll yeah. get later and I, I do like bart's line now let's go whip donuts at old people yeah. <laughs> they all look the same to me now let's go whip donuts at old people it was a good loose episode. Yeah, we're feeling those late season blues in, in terms of like let's just get to the end. It can't it doesn't have to make perfect sense as long as it's punchy and funny. I mean the next episode is just like loose as all yeah. hell with an ending that basically requires magic. Yes. <laughs> and an invention that requires magic. We'll get to that That's soon. That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was Talking Simpsons, folks. I've been your host, Bob Mack. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My writing is at somethingawful.com and usgamer.net. And I also do the classic gaming podcast, Retronauts, every Monday. Find it on usgamer.net or retronauts.com or search for Retronauts in your podcast machine. Every week is a new classic gaming topic. All these folks have been on it, and you'll like it a lot, I think, if you like to hear my voice. And I, I assume you do. Uh, Chris, where can we find you? Um, usually lasertimepodcast.com. That's where the Laser Time show lives. It's... Uh, Kind of, it's a lot of the same people are on that show. It's we usually pick a topic, we do a little bit of research, and infuse it with the same sound clips and chicanery that you might like in this show. But I also would really like to plug thirty twenty ten. Yeah, uh, you can check that out on lasertimepodcast.com or wondery.com slash thirty twenty ten. It's uh, what is it? A weekly look back into that window of the week thirty years ago. 10, 20 years ago and 10 years ago to that specific week and it creates a very interesting conversation when you have to shift from like all right now we talk about the fly now we talk about the tales from the crypt movie and then why don't we wrap up with some snakes on a plane uh, dennis cute. miller's uh, like only leading Bartello role and blood baby <laughs> uh yeah it's a great if you like the nostalgia of this you'll like the nostalgia of that and uh which is uh, so hopefully like when you piece everything together like that you can you, you can sometimes place where you were yeah. where exactly where you were oh we, yeah we, that's for we, sure just well, especially the 10 news. years ago. But, you know, I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. And uh, this pod... Oh, and you can find me 
me, uh, my writing at fandom.wikia.com. Uh, that's my day job, and uh, you should see all that stuff. I tweeted out too. But if you uh, really enjoy this, you should know it was brought to you, Talking Simpsons, by yes. patreon.com slash laser time. Mm-hmm. Uh, $5 a month or more will get you access to the first season of Talking Simpsons, along with a ton of other great bonuses, including bonus time the extra weekly podcast yes. you all do and it is what pays for this to happen you were on recently and i got to tell a tale of local murder <laughs> murder got, murder and i got to talk all What's about murder going, going to las vegas for five whole days mm-hmm. it was fun time immersed in star trek yeah but uh, so go go patreon.com slash laser time if you become a five dollar more subscriber you will get access to that season just go back through the most recent posts until you see Black Smithers, that's where you'll find all the episodes. 14 delicious episodes for your listening pleasure. That's been all for us this week, folks. We'll be back next week with the end of Season 3 and the return of Herb Powell. We'll see you then. infotainment say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.